You're listening to the Realized Empath Podcast, where we get real about loving and stumbling through our sensitive lives with your host and holistic counselor, Kristen Schwartz, who helps redefine what's possible for an empath who embraces a path of self-healing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Realized Empath Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Last week, I did not post an episode. I was not feeling well the first few days of the week. And instead of pushing myself and, you know, recording it, which wouldn't have been the energy that I wanted to put out there, I skipped a week. And so we are going back into the topic of parenting today. After that parenting episode from a couple of weeks ago, I had quite a few people reach out to me and talk about how they need support around parenting teens. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about how we can show up being our whole selves, an empowered, sensitive parent who can connect with their teen, be mindful of their needs, and also be mindful of ours. So let's dive in. So the first thing I want to touch on is Maybe you were like me and in your kids' younger years, you didn't really know or understand what it meant to be highly sensitive. You didn't really understand what was going on when you noticed the energy in the room. Maybe you were identifying with what you felt. Maybe you thought there was something wrong with you. Maybe you thought the energy that you picked up on was judgment from other people. So maybe in the early years when your kids were younger, you really didn't understand yourself. So That's the first thing we need to really look at is if you are standing, if you're in the season of life like I am and you're parenting teens and you're struggling, we have to look back over our experience as a parent and really be honest with ourselves. Are there patterns in our relationships with our kids that are there because we really weren't coping well? We really didn't have the best skills or we didn't have, we didn't understand ourselves. Therefore, these patterns of behaviors and reactions and, you know, that really affect our relationship with our kids now as they're older, because those become habits, habits of interacting with um, not only our children, but then they pick up on um, those coping mechanisms that we have and they have their own. So, That's the difficult part, right? Is like we awaken to, oh, wow, this is who I am. This is why I experience the world as I do. And we start to see, oh, wow, this isn't working for me anymore. How can um, I change this in my own life so I feel better, so I thrive in this role as parent? That's wonderful. And it's amazing to awaken up to that, right? But then we have to look at our kids and go, well, we have there's two people in this scenario. So now we have our kids who maybe have learned ways to relate to us based on our ways of coping in the past. So now we have more than just ourselves um, that are going to be in this dynamic and it may not be as healthy as we want it to be. So we have to call in a lot of patience and understanding um, because maybe some of the ways that our teens are relating is solely due to how we used to relate. Um, We taught them how to respond and we taught them how to cope. We modeled a certain way of being. 
So that is, I needed to begin this podcast in explaining that. So I've had a lot of sit down, um, come to reality um, discussions with my own daughter who is 16, where I was really owning um, my stuff from the past, you know, how I showed up with her when she was younger, knowing that I was overwhelmed most of the time. I was overstimulated most of the time. Um, and I didn't know how to manage m- my own feelings on top of hers. And so how that translated to her was, right? So children are going to identify and name our overstimulation or our feeling so much as there was something wrong with them. So it's almost like the sense of this rejection that's happening. So I did have a lot of conversations and still do as they come up. Um, and I also have, I have this really deep sense of patience um, because I see myself in some of the ways that she copes, right? Because that was modeled to her in her early years. So let's go into some of the things that as a parent of teens that we may struggle with as highly sensitive people. We had mentioned, I mentioned overstimulation. Um, We feel, feel so much, right? So um, how well are you at experiencing the feelings and not reacting to them, okay? Um, Because that really goes into, wow, I mean, think about when you think about like the stereotypical, you know, things that people say about teens, um, you would hear like, oh, well, they they overreact or, you know, they're extra or, you know, whatever. But really, it's just, if we were honest about what that really meant, there's feelings involved. And maybe there is that lack of um, being able to sit with those feelings, right? Being uncomfortable in those feelings. So how good or how confident are you in your ability to sit with your feelings and not trying to fix them and allowing those feelings, which are always temporary to move through you, right? Without reacting. When we're highly sensitive, when we feel things so deeply, sometimes our response, our reaction to them can also be pretty intense. So managing or fixing their emotions. Are we doing that? Are we modeling to them how to sit with their feelings without fixing them? Are we comfortable with holding space for our teen? Are we comfortable with letting them sit in their despair or sorrow without trying to manage it? When I was talking earlier about us really seeing how before we understood we were highly sensitive, before I really understood what my needs were and what was going on within my, within my own body, I would try to manage and fix. So let me give you an example. When my daughter was younger, because I have chronic bullying in my past, um, when I was a kid, I was hypervigilant around her not experiencing the same thing. And so when she was younger, in the earlier years of school, um, Anytime she had 
any experience around this person was mean to me, this person said this, um, I would go into hyper reaction and I would go into act, right? So I would jump in, I would, you know, say things to the parents or call the school. Um, and in my mind, because I was responding to my past, I was thinking she's going to have the same experience that I am. Therefore, I responded with this hypervigilant, um, almost like a vigilante, like trying to protect her. And what, what got lost in there was she may not having, be having the same experience as I was. Maybe it's not as um, this experience isn't as you know intense for her because she's not highly sensitive. Um, what ended up happening over time <clears throat> is that I actually made the situation worse. Now, looking back, what would it have been like if I was just able to sit with what, you know, the feelings that came up for her around whatever comment was made at school instead of me going into this hyper protective mode of thinking, I, you know, that she's experiencing this situation the way that I would have, right? So there's that level of self-awareness <clears throat> that needs to happen around how much of our interaction with our teens is about them and learning about them and learning how they experience the world and how much is, is it of us projecting what we thought we needed in the past and we're just automatically assuming that that's what they need. So <clears throat> also with everything I think we talk about when it comes to being highly sensitive is, you know, we, we have to have boundaries and if you didn't have boundaries or model boundaries with your children younger, this can be um, just like with any other relationship. When you first are starting to establish boundaries, it can be difficult. Um, and what's helpful in terms of starting to set boundaries with your child is sitting down and having communication about like, hey, this is who I am. This is how I experience the world. Like really letting them know, teaching them about who you are and what you feel and what goes on in your body when certain things happen and making it about learning. You want to learn about them. So be open to learn about them. How do they experience the world? What, what shows up for them around this situation? Um, and, and through that beautiful connection of learning about each other, then you can establish boundaries from this like understanding and respect from, for one another instead of Oh my gosh, I need a boundary around, um, you know, let's say it's they raise their voice at you, right? Um, and so you're setting this boundary with them out of anger or frustration or like enough, right? Um, there is not, there's no connection in that. There's really no learning in this is who I am. This is who you are. What do you need in this moment? What do I need? Um, so that's really helpful and healing and maintains that connection when boundaries are set from a place of, knowing each other and wanting to know each other more deeply. I really do, now it's a personal opinion, belief, but I really do believe that the more uh, we experience a lot of difficulty in managing, not managing, parenting our teens, when we really were mostly in coping um, when they were younger. So we get into the teen years and now we have all these patterns of 
responding and reacting. We have all these coping mechanisms um, that have been in play for many years. And then now we have this teenager who um, demands, you know, their own space and their own sovereignty. And it's almost like this battle for control. Um, But that battle for control is really based on what was modeled in the early years. So it really, it starts with the parent. So as a parent, we have to change the way we show up. We have to change the way that we're living. Just like I say, when it comes to just caring for ourselves as highly sensitive people, we have to change our lifestyle. Same as being a parent. Where we can get stuck in this is that we focus our attention on trying to change and control the teen. When, if there are things, behavioral patterns that aren't working for the family unit, that was something that they learned to do through what was modeled or maybe through experience uh, survival through their childhood. So if, if they learn what the coping mechanisms that were modeled to them, they can also learn from you walking in the light and changing the way that you show up, you know, in your home every day and modeling that. So let's talk a little bit about maybe some boundaries that can be set around our needs as a highly sensitive parent. So maybe you have a teen that is more extroverted and maybe they show up and their volume's a little bit louder than what you would prefer. And maybe they're a little bit busier and they like to go, 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 right? So there's this difference in temperament and um, how they get their needs met and what lights them up, you know, what actually makes them feel alive is completely different than what makes you feel alive. So what boundary can be around those different temperaments, maybe your overstimulation um, without doling or requiring them to dole what lights them up. I know that this one has been one that I have navigated and been there's been some pushback around. If I if I'm in the family room and we have the TV on to let's say a Harry Styles uh, video um, and the volume's up really loud because she enjoys her music and that's fine. But let's say I've had a full day and I just got off of back-to-back client sessions. And when I come downstairs, what I'm needing in that moment is some solitude, some, not even solitude. Maybe I, I'm fine being around the rest of the family, but maybe I need the volume turned down. You know, maybe I need a moment of silence just to kind of recenter and ground what I've done in the past is come downstairs. Why? Well, maybe she's been there for maybe like a half an hour. She's already been there, right? So she's claimed that part of the house and she's been listening to music for a while while I was on my sessions. And maybe I come downstairs and now I'm demanding that she turn it down. So her response is going to be, she's going to push back because I'm asking her to stop doing what's making her feel good for what makes me feel good. So now what instead what I do is I'm, I, I realize, okay, uh, what do I need right now? I need a moment of silence. Um, and so then I will actually leave the room, get to a point where I feel more grounded and I can feel, um, I don't feel so overstimulated or overwhelmed. 
and then I will re-enter the room. And at that point, if the volume could come down a couple clicks, I may say, hey, can you just turn that down a little bit? But it comes from a space of I've, I've taken care of myself. It's all good instead of walking into a room, being overstimulated, and then that energy behind it is a demand, right? So it's like a almost feels like an ultimatum. And then there's a little, there's more pushback because I'm asking her to stop doing what meeting her needs to meet mine. So then there's that struggle between the teen and the parent. So we want to make sure that we're taking care of our needs as much as we can without asking other people to stop caring for themselves to meet that need for us. How well do you communicate with your teen? So how do you navigate their big feelings without shutting their big feelings down? And that all it determines, you guys, that's all determined by how well we can sit with our own feelings, right? So how... How well are you at going out in the world and noticing and feeling the feelings of others and the energy of others and not shutting down and not collapsing your heart around that energy and then being in fear, right? That you're not going to be able to handle it um, or deal with what you're feeling. So our relationships with our teens are just mirrors into the relationship with ourselves. It's the micro of the macro. So how how well are we are how well are we at navigating the world and the energy that we pick up on that will mirror how well we are with sitting with our teen and you know and holding space for their energy and feelings so if you'll notice there seems to be a theme right in terms of what i talk about a lot over on instagram my programs what i talk about on my website and actually what we discuss on the podcast is how well do we care for ourselves as sensitive people? How aware of you are of your needs? How comfortable are you with sitting with heavier, dense energy that you may pick up on or heavy feelings without taking ownership to fix them, without adding your thoughts to them, and then trying to point outward to see whose feelings are these. How good are you at holding space for your own experience? Because that will determine how well or how comfortable you are with sitting and holding space for your teen. And we know that through the teen years, they're going through a lot, especially these days. There's a lot of stress on these kids. There's more pressure on them in school. There's more pressure on them during, you know, for sports. There's more pressure just because of how the world is today. It's a lot for these kids. And I'm sure they're feeling so much. And then their bodies are changing. The hormones are surging. So there's a lot going on there. So I think if it it really comes down to us, you know, what work, what can we practice what what can we put into our self-care um, regimen that actually helps us deal with our own thoughts and feelings and the energy because that's going to directly play into the connection with our teens and how willing and able we are to be present for them when things may be turbulent. So there's no quick answer. Um, it's It's an experience. It's a journey. And it really 
is a journey of self-awareness and looking back over our journey or as our, you know, at the road of parenting from the beginning until now and just seeing, wow, this is how I parented before. This is how I coped before. And really sitting with the pain sometimes of acknowledging that how we lived before had may have had a negative impact on our teens and that directly affects how they interpret the world, how they cope with the world, and how they communicate. So I'm right there with you guys. I am a parent of teens, so I am making sure that I am living my life modeling what it looks like to care for ourselves, modeling what it looks like to hold space for my own feelings. So hopefully, the way that I'm living my life now can slowly replace what I modeled for them in the past. That's it. Simple as that. And it's not simple, I know, but you're worth it and your kids are worth it. And know that I'm right there with you. That is today's show, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. For any of you and all of you in the United States, I wish you a happy Thanksgiving on Thursday. I wish you all the joy and peace and gratitude that the day can hold. And I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Realized Empath Podcast. Revisit past episodes or contact Kristen at realizedempath.com. Did you love this episode? Please share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, sensitive souls.